What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the other side of the Firewall Podcast, where we talk about the latest and greatest in cybersecurity news, as well as we highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, those people of color who made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall. My name is Ryan Williams, and as always, I'm joined by Shannon Times. What's up? What's up? And LaVon Maynard. Welcome to the show. What is going on? So welcome to Monday's show. Uh, man, I always lose count. I think this is 225. Things were read with this episode. So thank you for, for tuning in. Uh, obviously, um, we want you to continue to like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. So please go ahead and do that. And uh, stay tuned for the rest of the, uh, the week's show. I think it's a really good one, uh, as they always are. But um, you just got to listen every day. You might, you might miss one of those, those, those bangers. So definitely continue to tune in, uh, hit up all of our social medias and all that good stuff. But without further ado, uh, I give it up to Vaughn. Yes, sir. Yeah, so today we have an article. This was from Tony uh, Laro. This is from Threat Post. And he titled it, You Can't Eliminate Cyber Attacks, So Focus on Reducing the Blast Radius. And as the title hints, it's basically, um, he wrote an article here that's pretty, pretty interesting. It's got some good, good information in it. Um, basically, we know, you know cybersecurity is a, is a big Big topic as of late, and that's what the show is all about. But um, you know, ransomware has been been pretty pretty hot and prevalent. But uh, it seems like a lot of companies, a lot of organizations have a hard time preventing cyber cyber attacks. It's almost it's nearly impossible nowadays. I mean, you're going to have some sort of leak somewhere, or like even your workforce may not be trained or educated enough to uh, you know avoid some of these uh, some of these attacks. But what you can do is try to mitigate these uh, attacks, reduce the blast radius, as the title describes. Uh, and there's some different different techniques that the um, the author described in the in the article here. One, for example, is uh, kind of like the zero trust remote remote access, which is you know essentially you know uh, we we tend or some companies tend to rely on the VPN connection to kind of validate that hey you're supposed to be in a network and um, as long as your your device can VPN into our network you you should be allowed to access anything that you need to. Uh, from there uh, without any kind of additional uh, authentication. But that's what the zero trust remote access he describes here is basically, you know, not only you rely on the VPN connection, but you also should rely on some verification within your network as well. So you should have some sort of uh, additional verification process, maybe a multi-factor authentication, maybe if it's a smart card or um, some sort of like uh, uh, a key where you kind of validate that your device is actually um, uh, checks all the boxes as well as like has a proper uh, software installed. You may have to have some requirements where you need a, a particular type of uh, 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 virus scan software or some sort of additional protection that's available on the software. And there's, there's obviously a lot of tools out there that can, can check devices and make sure they're compliant before they allow them access to the network. Um, so he goes on to describe some other options too. He's talked about inspecting traffic. So he describes that data breaches are often discovered when third-party companies examine corporate network activity and find large amounts of data being transferred from com com compromised devices to foreign servers. So uh, that's a big that's a big tell. I mean, if if you have a a good system set up in place where you're actually uh, validating the traffic, monitoring the traffic, make sure that things aren't leaving the, uh, your location that should be leaving. Uh, whether it's just uh, you see the 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 flux of the, the, the amount of traffic that's going through, as well as you may be doing some sort of inspection, maybe doing some break and inspect uh, a certain certain traffic, depending on where it's going. Uh, you should be, you know, typically you should have something in place where you can monitor that that traffic leaving your, your premise. Um, and then it goes on to describe uh, network segmentation, which is another big one. Obviously, you don't need to have everything connected, you know, uh, full access from 
every system, you know, there's things called like uh, privileged access workstations where you can only have like a certain, maybe a certain workstation is allowed to connect to a specific device within your network. You can't have, you don't have every single uh, laptop, every single desktop able to connect to every machine in your network. So you have some segmentation uh, between it. So if, for example, if somebody was, if somebody was able to get into your, into your environment, um, they would only be able to access maybe this particular part of the environment without touching maybe some of the more uh, sensitive data that's uh, housed elsewhere in your in your facility. Um, so it's good to have that segmentation, make sure that things aren't, you know, everything doesn't have to be super connected. You may have like certain routes, certain tunnels that are open for specific devices, but not everything to everything. Um, and it goes on, he talks about software-based uh, micro segmentation, which is, I guess, a little bit more into the nuances where you're talking about some of the software that's, uh, some of the uh, options within software that you can define, um, you know, uh, you're, you're able to, to see you know, where pieces of, uh, uh, you know, maybe some application can connect to certain applications or if there, um, if there's certain uh, configurations where you're, you're blocking uh, certain types of users or certain types of uh, uh, information that can transfer back and forth between different applications, things like that. Uh, but throughout the article, I mean, he, he has uh, some great information here. And this guy, I think I looked at the bottom, he's actually a director of security and technology and strategy at uh, Akamai, if I, if I say that right. Uh, which I believe is like a, um, uh, a company that specializes in networking. Um, uh, so he's, he knows what he's talking about and he has some great information in here. But uh, I guess with that, I'll, I'll turn it over to you, Shannon. You have some thoughts on this one? Uh, so yeah, man, you covered this one pretty good, man. And I know you got MFA in there. Good on you, right? Like I heard, <laughs> Slide heard it in there real quick. Like Always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, you, you want to know something crazy is that this, this article made me realize that... Um, the work that I've done in the military, like a lot of this stuff is stuff that we would do, right? Most of it, I'll say, right? For all the things that you hit on, right? So <clears throat> zero trust, inspecting traffic, uh, software-based micro-segmentation, and maybe it's just the jobs that I've been in, right? Agility and consistency, reducing attack surface. Like as I was reading through, I was like, yeah, this is stuff that I've, I've seen before, right? Like that I've had to do before. And it, it kind of surprises me that this is something that needs to be put out there to the masses. Cause I was of the assumption that this is what everybody did, right? Not just DOD. Um, so it was a little, I don't want to say disheartening, right? But maybe a little disheartening that th these are not normal things that people do as I was reading through there on some of the stuff that they did, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was some pretty good points in there right like especially the reducing your attack surface right because with that one especially with the work from home and i know we're kind of coming out of i'm not saying covid is done but we're coming out of you know the initial parts of covid where people were doing a lot more work from home and whatnot and remember we've talked about it before where uh, when people started having these work from home solutions they just the fastest they could get people back into their networks to do whatever from home is what they were doing, right? No real security was thought about or anything like that. They were just like, hey, yeah, just uh, go to this site and you can access whatever you need to do whatever. Right. That's not the way you go about doing that, right? Now, I don't think I don't think that will probably be the way this has happened before because in our lifetime, this is probably, I, I mean, I imagine for our listening audience, right? Or watching audience in our lifetime, this is the first time we've come across something like this that's lasted this long and been this devastating, right? So yeah, I think the considerations will be made and the things will be put into place to make this to where it doesn't happen again. But uh, you never know, right? It may be one of those things where like in 20 years time, people may have 
forgotten all about it and just be like, ah, whatever, right? We're not, it's not going to happen again. It's been 20 years or whatever it may be, right? So, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a good article. It was a good read. Like, I let you hit it pretty good. And the stuff that was in there is stuff that was not unfamiliar to me, you know, from things I've seen in my military career. But, Ryan, what's your thoughts on this? No, I, I agree with you. Um, What's crazy though is so I, I guess that means that the, uh, the the DoD gets it right way more often than than they than they uh, they get it wrong because yeah that's what we do so like uh, uh, when I when I met you guys right directory services does their thing with the exchanges and all that good stuff you have vulnerability assessment they're they're scanning the systems and uh, what have you um, I'm trying to remember the the floor plan like the people who sat in front of me were boundary protection and they they took care of all the, the firewalls and inspecting traffic and then I was a networking guy so we did the, the VLAN um, uh, network segmentation, all that good stuff, like keeping um, uh, all the, the systems uh, segregated. Um, so we do it well. So I think that's, uh, again, when it comes to the private sector, I think that's why we're such high demand um, because of uh, the, the things that are rudimentary to uh, DOD employees who worked on networks versus uh, on the outside. So it's not, it's not that hard to get us, get you, get you up to speed because we've been doing it for so long. So I think that's awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, we, so I've been in for what, two decades and we've been doing it the entire time. So, <laughs> so what, what, what are y'all doing out there? Like step it up. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think uh, the article is absolutely correct though. Like you cannot stop them. Uh, it's uh, ransomware attack or cyber attack happens every 11 seconds, um, or, but you can mitigate damage. So it's like uh, video games, the splash damage. It's the, you, you, don't want the, you don't want the surface to be too big, right? You want to uh, mitigate the best as you can. And by following these steps, you can reduce the damage. So that's that's the, the main, the goal here is just to reduce it. Not not to, to stop, like one day, maybe we can, uh, we can bring ransomware and cybersecurity attacks um, to a halt, but there ain't gonna be no time soon. <laughs> Not there's a lots of eleven seconds in a day, so uh, they're they're definitely doing some some big damage. But no, I thought I thought it was a, a good article, and I think it's pretty um, pretty in depth. There's even more that can be done, like with zero trust and what have you. Uh, again, which is seemed like a buzzword when I I first started hearing. It. I was like, we do that. we already do that, but that's not the everyone's not doing that, right? Um, so again, it's, it's bringing it to the masses um, to, to build that security and protect your customers. So I don't know, I thought it was a good article. So definitely, definitely a good read for those out there um, who pick it up. I, I'll definitely put it in the description, but great conversation. Um, please continue to listen throughout the week. We have some more of this, like tomorrow's um, uh, topic is also very interesting. It has to deal with um, the um, aftermath of a cyber attack. So. Definitely tune in for that one. And then Wednesday, we're going to talk about mental health for those who are in the profession, because uh, it, it, it doesn't seem to be getting better. <laughs> there's, again, there's lots of 11 seconds in a day, right? So you have people who are working uh, crazy hours to try to keep your data safe. So definitely tune in for that discussion. Uh, and then Friday, everything else. So it was also a really good week for that. So tune in for that. Hit up all of our social media. I now post on TikTok because uh, they do 10 minute videos. So I'm able to squeeze those in. Uh, hit us up at our personal um, uh, accounts. So I'm at RyRy Security Guy. That's R-Y-R-Y Security Guy. I'm on TikTok, TikTok, TikTok <laughs> LinkedIn, <laughs> um, uh, Clubhouse, and um, Twitter. And you, LeVon? Yes, sir. You can hit me up on a Twitter. That's at LeVon Maynard. There it is. Stay safe. Stay secure. Take care.